Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the ramblings of a transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So today we are going to be discussing, um, actually we are starting a series, sorry, um, on Rosa Luxemburg's um, uh, article, Socialism and the Churches. So we will be doing this for about, what, probably about six weeks. Uh, this is going to be a kind of a decent long series. The first series we are ever doing on this podcast. But I feel like it's a very important one to do. Um, so this, so uh, basically the reason I wanted to do this is because I think it's a very fascinating look at how the church became in bed with power. How the church became arguably the greatest, you know, maybe even the greatest warriors against the poor, the oppressed, the proletariat. How that happened. And so yeah, we'll be going through this. There are seven parts in this article. Um, each week we will be taking up, we'll be discussing one of the parts, except for the final week when we'll do parts six and seven together because Part seven is quite short, so um, it's basically a thesis statement. So, but yeah, so at least for the next six weeks, we'll be going over this. Um, um yeah. And by the way, before we get started on with this uh, the, 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 uh article, do a little quick housekeeping. Um, first off. I am th thinking about moving away from uh, the ads on the show that you're currently hearing. You know, those kind of ads. And I said, I, I'm seriously considering what I'm doing instead is doing advertisements for other content creators. Like, I would let, you know, I do have video and audio versions of this podcast. You know, you can watch the video on YouTube. But what I would love to do is uh, start doing uh, advertisements for other podcasts, blogs, YouTube channels, you know, other content creators, you know. Um, so, you know, like, if you are, you know, or just, you know, other sort of content that, you know, I'm not thinking of, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are a content creator, not saying it's a guarantee you'll be on the show, especially if I think you're way too, you know, like, you know, like, if you're, if, if you're, you know, hawking something that's, you know, like, right-wing propaganda or whatever, you know, you're, you're not going to be advertised for on the show, um, you know, if you're some dude bro gaming channel, uh, probably not getting your advertisement on this podcast, but, you know, like, I'm open to most things, you know, like, honestly, like, as long as you know, you're not hawking anything that runs contrary to the values of this podcast, really, um, which is basically, you know, so, be, you know, once again, be, like, basically, as long as you're not pushing right-wing propaganda or, like, these dude bro gaming channels, you know, or something like that, like, if you have a music blog or channel or, you know, or podcast, you know, um, art, you know, 
religious, you know, in any way. Like, I'm not discriminating against other religions. Like, if you're a Muslim or a Buddhist or whatever, you know, and you have a podcast or whatever, advertise. Like, Wiccan, I don't give a shit, you know. Um, this is an inclusive community. A lot of people who are not Christian but are religious are listening to this because, guess what? I am one of the very few religious uh, queer podcasts out there. There really aren't that many. So a lot of people who are not Christian but are religious, you know, various different religions do listen to this podcast just because I'm one of the very few who talks about it. Um, but yeah, you know, so... Uh, Please send in your advertisement, you know, contact me. All my contact information is in the YouTube description or the show notes, um, depending on how you're consuming this podcast. Um, get in contact with me, and we'll talk about advertising anything on the show. I will have to get at least a few for each, you know, both the video and the audio, um, to, um, to move away from the ads, uh, from, like, you know, the monetary ads. And, you know, my hope is to eventually just become completely listener-supported. Listener-supported strictly on Subscribestar, Patreon, Ko-Fi. And, you know, just run ads for other shows, you know. Solidarity, you know. Um, stuff like that, you know. To help promote other smaller content creators. Uh, you know. So, that's what I hope to eventually start doing. So, once again, if you run a blog or... YouTube channel or, you know, podcast or whatever, you know, something that you really went out there. Let me know, please. Um, you know, and we'll talk about getting your advertisement on this show. So, because I would love to move away from doing these monetary ads, so. And, by, and speaking of that... Because I do want to do that, uh, you know, support this show on Patreon, Ko-Fi, Subscribestar, Patreon, you get, you know, for one buck a month, just, just one buck a month, you get every, you know, you get, um, you know, every episode, I mean, every episode, um, audio version, ad-free and early. Three bucks a month, you get the video versions, ad-free and early. For five bucks a month, you get ex you get um, exclusive content, including an extra episode every week where it's usually just me, just talking about whatever the fuck you know. Usually entertainment. Um, and then on subscribes on Ko-Fi, it's one buck a month because right now we're only doing video versions because we're not very good with audio. Um, but you can get the for one buck a month get the video versions of every episode. And then for five bucks a month, get the exclusive content. So. Um, please support the show. Uh, it'd be great, and also leave a, and I've never said this before, but, you know, if you would, if you enjoy the show, leave a review on whatever podcast engine you're using. Apple Podcasts is great. P podcast Addict. Um, Listen Notes, Podchaser, Good Pods, Podacy, all those things. Um, CastBox, you know. Um, but yeah, so, anyway. That's enough of the housekeeping. I don't do that very often, but you know, because I do want to kind of change the ad model, decided might as well today. Let's let's get let's talk about this shit. So anyway, um, moving on. Let us actually get into the actual content of today's episode. 
So this is an article. It was written in 1905, and it is was talking at the time about the Russian church um, and how they were fighting against the you know the, the how the proletariat of Russian of Russia was fighting against the Tsarist government, and how the church was very much in line and defending the Tsarist government and actually fighting against the proletariat. Um, and so, yeah, this was written by Rosa Luxemburg. You can, of course, once again, find a link to the article in the description so you can read along with it. So, yay! Let's dive right into part one. Okay. Part one. From the moment when the workers of our country and of Russia began to struggle, to struggle briefly against the Tsarist government and the capitalist exploiters, we notice more and more often that the priests in their sermons come out against the workers who are struggling. It is with extraordinary vigor that the clergy fight against the socialists and try by all means to belittle them in the eyes of the workers. The believers who go to church on Sundays and festivals are compelled, more and more often, to listen to a violent political speech. A real indictment of socialism, instead of hearing a sermon and obtaining religious consolation there. Man, doesn't that sound like today's modern Western church? How many churches, I mean... I recognize, you know, this may not be true all around the world. I don't know. I, I can only speak for America. I want to make that clear. I can only speak for America. But I had the feeling that this is not just an exclusively American thing. Um, how many sermons, especially in right-wing evangelical churches, are just political speeches, you know? Especially these days, you know, for Donald Trump and QAnon or Christian nationalism. Monday, you know... Uh, last Monday, we, we discussed, you know, Shane Claiborne's article on the new Christian nationalism. Go check that episode out if you haven't yet. It's a must-listen, um, definitely. And I don't say that about every episode. Like, it actually is a, like, a must-listen. Um, very important, uh, episode. But, you know, um, uh, um, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, but, you know, like, that, that, you know, the new Christian nationalism, you know, it's all about, you know, combining, you know, making Trump and the Bible one and one, you know, make them one. You know, like, because, like, because so, it's hard to figure out how to put this. So, like, the, the you know. The Christian nationalism we've all been acquainted with is, you know, there's always been that disconnect, you know, like for clearly GOP shills, but for using religion to shill for it, you know, shill for the GOP. The new Christian nationalism is not using religion to shill for the GOP. Its religion is Trump. Trump is a part of the, the quote-unquote Christianity that they preach. There is no distinction. Whereas with the original Christian nationalism, there is. It's that they're using it to prop up the GOP. 
Whereas, they're not even trying to. They don't like the GOP. They just like, you know, the new Christian nationalism doesn't even like the GOP. They just like Trump. And Trump is basically this messenger of God. Like, basically Trump is like for new religion. Whereas before it was, you know, like, just propaganda, you know. It was, you know, they were both separate but equal. Now it's for both the same, you know. They've been combined. So I, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, like, this is something that, you know, every, you know, I remember going to church, you know, just hearing about the evils of leftists every single Sunday. Um, you know, hearing about the evils of the gay rights movement. Hearing about the evils of abortion. Uh, hearing about, you know, the evils of, you know, labor unions. You know, those were things I remember hearing every single Sunday. You know, it was just a sermon. Just, you know, the pastor spewing out right-wing talking points. You know, none of them were speaking out for the oppressed. None of them were speaking out in favor of the proletariat. It was just, you know, you know, proletariat bad, you know. Poor should, you know, I mean, not every church, you know, but a decent amount of the churches, you know, there were some churches with the um, view of, you know, poor should pull them up by themselves by the bootstraps, you know. Um, just, you know, all this bullshit, this blatantly unbiblical bullshit. The church is politics these days. Um, they, they, you know, the church is a political, just another political theater, really. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'll say about it. It's just another, you know, part of the political war now. It, it's not a place, you know, overwhelmingly, where you go to be comforted. It, you know, um, it's not a place where you go to learn about God you know, it's not a place where you go for spiritual enrichment. It's a place you go to get angry, mostly against leftists. But, you know, I've even, you know, been to uh, one leftist church where it was basically just, you know, uh, you know, anti-GOP propaganda, you know. So it's basically just, you know, a place where you go to hear about how evil the other side is, you know, politically. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is something that we still observe very much today, you know, this, you know, uh, how, you know, we're just political speeches now, rather than, you know, something exploring the Bible and how we can apply that to our lives, what we can learn from it. It's, this thing, political thing is bad. The political thing is good. Got it. Get it. Got it. Good. Okay. Anyway. Moving right along with this article. Um, let's see. Instead of hearing a sermon. But, um, and obtaining religious consolation there. Instead of comforting the people who are full of cares and weary by their hard lives. Who go to church with faith in Christianity. The priest fulminates against the workers who are on strike and against the opponents of the government. Further, they exhort them to bear poverty and oppression with humiliation and patience. 
He turned a church into pulpit, into a place of political propaganda. Oh my god, yes. How many times have you heard from this sermon or from a pastorette? You know, whatever struggle you're going through, it's just your cross to bear. How many people who are in abusive relationships, whether it's with a partner or, or parents or whatever, are told, you just need to bear that cross and stick with that partner, you know? Stick with your parents, you know, uh, honor them, you know, by just, you know, putting up with the abuse. How many times have we heard that, you know, you just need to put up with your poverty because, well, you know, it's rarely ever said out loud, but, you know, the implication is, let's be honest, you probably deserve it because we all know that being poor is a moral failing after all, you know. Um, you're just too lazy. You didn't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You're sucking on the government's teeth too much. You know, maybe you could just listen to a few good old Ronald Reagan and Milton Friedman speeches. You know, that fix you right up. I mean, just seriously, how much have you heard this, you know? Don't, don't, don't fight to make anything better, you know? Don't try to make your life better. Just put up with it, because... Think of all the rewards you're going to get in heaven if you suffer with us, you know. Um, specifically, I remember uh, being trans, you know. My parents told me that my gender dysphoria and my suicidal thoughts, they were my cross to bear, you know. If I just sat there till the end, you know, lived until the end, you know, without killing myself and without transitioning, just living as a male for the rest of my life and being fucking miserable. Just think of all the great rewards I would receive in heaven. It was just my cross to bear, and I just gotta bear it, you know. Man up and bear it. You know, it's just... It's it's fucking evil, you know. This is not what Christ meant when he, uh, you know, talked about, like, picking up your cross and carrying it, you know. It's fucking evil. We are called to, you know, be the spike in the wheel of oppression a, you know, a spike in the wheel of evil. We are called to fight against systems of oppression. Um, it's, the Bible is pretty fucking clear about that. We, you know, we are not to tolerate abuse. The Bible is fucking clear about that. But yet, that's what they pretend that all of this means. And it's like, no... Whenever a priest, you know, or a pastor says that, you know, you just need to bear with this oppression, um, you know, with patience or humility, or, you know, view it as your cross to bear. Understand what they are doing. They are propagating evil. Pure and simple. It's really that simple, to be honest. Anywho, uh, moving on with this article. Workers can easily satisfy themselves that the struggle of the clergy against the Social Democrats is in no way provoked by the latter. The Social Democrats who have placed themselves the objective of drawing together and organizing the workers in the struggle against capital, that is to say, against the exploiters who squeeze them down to the last drop of blood, um, and in the struggle against the SARS government, which holds people to ransom. But never did the Social Democrats drive the workers to fight against the clergy or try to interfere with religious beliefs. 
Not at all. The Social Democrats, foes of the whole world and of our own country, which is Russia, um, that's where Rosa offers is writing from, regard conscious and political opinions as being sacred. Every man may hold what faith and what opinions seem likely to him to ensure happiness. No one has the right to persecute or to attack the particular religious opinions of others. That is what socialists think. And it is for that reason, among others, that the socialists rally all the people to fight against the Tsarist regime, which is continually violating men's consciences, persecuting Catholics, Russian Catholics, Jews, heretics, and freethinkers. It is precisely the Social Democrats who come out most strongly in favor of freedom of conscience. Therefore, it would seem as if the clergy to, ought to lend for um, there to the Social Democrats who are trying to enlighten the totally lean people. If we understand properly the teachings which the Socialists bring to the working class, the hatred of the clergy towards them becomes less, still less understandable. So in other words, um, a lot of people are tempted, even to this day, to this motherfucking day, claim that the socialists and the communists hate the church, that we are fighting against the church, that our goal is to, like, dethrone God and, you know, you know, remove God from society, when that isn't, couldn't be further from the truth, you know? Socialists and communists, you know, the Marxists, let's just, we'll just say, we'll just throw it all under Marxists. We'll just use that term for this, you know, because I am a uh, Christian communist, you know, I usually just I go with the name, so, go with the term socialist, you know, uh, because it is much more acceptable still to this day than Christian communist. Uh, but, you know, I am really just, you know, a Christian communist, you know. You know, socialism is perfectly fine and acceptable, you know. I wouldn't mind saying that, you know, but communism is really what I'm advocating for. But, you know, like, you know, um, we're often portrayed as enemies, you know. People often, you know, will say, like, well, maybe it's to say, you know, you guys hate the church when that's not true, you know. We very much advocate for the religious freedoms of all. In fact, we are the most pro freedom of religion group there is out there. Like, literally, I mean, I mean, look how our society, you know, currently demonizes a lot of different religious groups that aren't Christians, you know? Um, you know, you know, like, you know, like Muslims, oh my fucking God, how Muslims are despised in this society. Um, you know, like, Socialists and communists don't give a shit, you know. They may do, uh, vehemently disagree with you, you know. They may even think you're fucking stupid, but hey, you do you. At the end of the day, it's your motherfucking life. You live it how you want. It's really that simple. Do what the fuck you want. You wanna, you wanna, you know, be a part of the Church of Scientology? Go. Be a part of the Church of Scientology. Want to be a member of the Church of Satan? Go be a part of the Church of Satan. If you want to, you know, worship the flying spaghetti monster. Worship the flying spaghetti monster. Who gives a fuck? You know? Um, and so, because we are so pro-religion, you know, we advocate for the freedom of religion more than any fucking group out there. 
it really makes, doesn't seem to make much sense that the clergy is against us. Like, why would they, you know, why would the church hate us when we are advocating specifically for them? You know, I mean, not specifically, but we do advocate for them and for freedom to practice their religion as they see fit. Because there is no uh, struggle against, you know, there, there is nothing inherently anti-religious, you know, or anti-Christianity in Marxism. Like, there's just simply not. You know, once again, I am a Christian communist. I am a communist who's also a Christian. Like, there's not a, there's no contradiction between the two folks. Anyway, moving right along. I don't remember the tune of that song. You know, the, the, you know, the moving right along song from the Muppets movie. I wish I remembered um, how that tune actually went. Really fucking good song. Seriously. Like, the movie itself is just kind of mad, but... Moving right along in the Rainbow Connection. Just fucking amazing songs, man. Just awesome. Anyway, continuing on. The Social Democrats propose to put an end to the exploitation of the toiling people by the rich. You would have that the servants of the church would have been the first to make this task easier for the Social Democrats. Did Jesus Christ, who do servants the priests are, teach that it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven? But the social democrats try to bring about in all countries social regimes based on the equality, liberty, and fraternity of all the citizens. If the clergy really desire that the principle love thy neighbor as thyself be applied in real life, why do they not welcome keenly the propaganda of social democrats? I mean, exactly. What we as Marxists are fighting for is for what the Bible fights for. We are fighting for the equality of all. We are fighting for liberty of all. We are looking to uplift the oppressed. We are looking to, you know, uplift the poor. We are here to uplift the widow. We are here to, poor, you know, to uplift... You know, the oppressed racial minorities, the oppressed, you know, gender and sexual minorities. All very, very biblical things. And that things Christ demands of us. Everything that we teach, you know, that we push for as Marxists is right in line with the Bible. And that we are the most biblical uh, political, you know, economic system. I mean, by far, it's not even close. We are the only one whose teachings fall in line with the Bible. So it just makes it even more bad, seems to make it even more baffling that the church is against socialism. Like, why would that be? We specifically, you know, like, just look at whatever we believe and you can find something in the Bible, you know, you'll be able to see, oh yeah, the Bible, the Bible says that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I am a communist, is because I read the Bible, and, you know, and I looked at, you know, all the different, you know, economic systems. It's like, communism's the only one that really, you know, even socialism, you know, uh, but to a lesser extent, you know, I think communism more so fulfills the mission of God, you know, and Christ, um, um, 
you know, uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are the one, you know, basically I am a communist because of the Bible, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Sorry if you hear the crying in the upper room. Can't do anything about that. Anyway, um, continuing on. The Social Democrats try, by a desperate struggle, by the education and organization of the people, to draw them out of the downtrodden state in which they are now, which in which they are now, oh my god, I can't read, to draw them out of the downtrodden state in which they now are, and to offer a better future to their children. Everyone should admit at the, that at this point, the clergy should bless the Social Democrats, for did he not... I can't read today. The clergy should bless the social democrats. For did not he whom they serve, Jesus Christ, say, That you do for the poor, you do for me. Exactly. You know, like, when you uplift the poor, you're uplifting Jesus. You are promoting the name of Jesus. You are glorifying Jesus. This was his mission on earth, you know. Jesus said, you know, when you when you clove that naked man out, you know, outside, you clove to me. When you fed that starving person, you know, your starving neighbor, you know, that starving, you know, that starving person, you know, in the alley, you fed me. You know, all that, you know, whatever you do to, you know, that uplifts the name of Christ, you're doing, you're basically, might as well be doing it for him. You know, you know. Anyway, however, we see the clergy on the one hand, excommunicating and persecuting the social democrats, and on the other hand, commanding the sort workers to suffer in patience. That is, to let themselves patiently be exploited by the capitalists. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be quite in line with the Bible, does it, you know? Uh, you know, commanding people to get exploited. Yeah, that's kind of like um, the exact opposite of everything in the Bible. Like, I'm pretty certain God judged and punished countries such as, you know, his chosen people, Israel, uh, for um, exploiting for people. You know, just a few, you know, last week, uh, or no, two weeks ago now, sorry. Uh, you know, when we did the gay clobber passages, we discussed how um, you know, this real sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was that they were exploiting their citizens, um, especially the poor in society, you know, um, and that's why God punished them. You know, like, the, you know, the church, you know, even today, still, you know, it says, yeah, exploitation, good. And it's like, well, that's the exact opposite of what the Bible teaches. How can you be saying this? How can you as a pastor be promoting... You know, something that's the exact opposite of the Bible. It doesn't make any sense. It's almost like you don't actually believe anything that the Bible actually says. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Um, uh, let's see. The clergy stories the social democrats. Exhort the workers to, to not revolt against overlords, but to submit obediently to the oppression of the government, which kills defenseless people, which sends to the monstrous butchery of the war millions of workers, which persecutes Catholics, Russian Catholics, and, quote-unquote, old believers. 
Yeah. I mean, once again, all of these things are blatantly unbiblical. And the church is just like, even to this day, is just like, yeah, do that, you know? Kill innocent people. Cops killing innocent black people. That's good, actually, you know? Uh, cops, you know, arresting queer people. That's good, actually. You know, they, the, the church does this to this day. You know, they say that, you know, capitalists exploiting their workers, you know. That's good, actually. That's what the church says, and this is so blatantly unbiblical. Um, thus, the clergy, which makes itself the spokesman of the rich, <clears throat> the defender of exploitation and oppression, places itself in flagrant contradiction to the Christian doctrine. The bishops and the priests are not the propagators of Christian teaching, but the worshippers of the golden calf and of the knot which whips the poor and defenseless. I have no idea what that is. It's capital K-N-O-U-T of the knot, knot of which whips the poor and defenseless. I actually have no idea what that is. So, uh, sounds bad though. Anyway, again, everyone knows how the priests themselves make profit from the worker, extract money out of him, on the occasion of marriage, baptism, or burial. How often has it happened that the priest, calls to the bedside of a sick man to administer the last sacraments, refused to go there before he had been paid his quote-unquote fee? The worker goes away in despair to sell his cellar upon his last possession, so as to be able to give religious consolation to his kindred. Yes, I mean, that's not the most biblical ever. Just, just, just saying, I don't think that's the most biblical. You know, I don't remember Jesus, uh, you know, saying, yes, I shall cure all of you, you know, all you sick and you paralyzed, those of you possessed with demons, those of you with leprosy, I shall cure you all for a fee, you know. I mean, look, man, like, I mean, you, you gotta clearly want it, you know. You can't just hand out free stuff, you know, it might make you a little too reliant, you know, um. I'll pull yourself up by the your own bootstraps. Yeah, you know, so get on those clergy, uh, you know, for uh, charging for all this shit, you know. Anywho, uh, final paragraph. It is true that we do meet churchmen of another kind. There, was, there exists some who are full of goodness and pity and who do not seek gain. For these are always ready to help the poor. But we must admit that these are indeed uncommon, and that they can be regarded in the same way as white blackbirds. The majority of priests, with beaming faces, bow and scrape to the rich and powerful, silently pardoning them for every depravity, every iniquity. Yeah, I mean, seriously, how many Christians do you know actually service the poor? Fight for the oppressed in society. Yeah, I mean, it's the exception. It's very much the exception, not the rule. But meanwhile, we all get to hear about how, you know, Donald Trump is okay, you know. Uh, Donald Trump is perfectly fine. In fact, he's better than okay, you know. Um, he's God's messenger, the second coming of Jesus, you know. I mean, what do you think the J stands for, you know? It's Donald Jesus Trump, you know. Um... You know, his blatant hatred for the poor and the oppressed, you know, is a good thing. In fact, we should join in. 
Uh, you know, Donald Trump sleeping, you know, having multiple affairs, you know, that's fine. You know, it, it, it's really not that bad. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, you know, uh, touching other women, you know, uh, sexually assaulting women, that's perfectly fine, you know, who cares, you know, everyone does it, you know, dehumanizing women, you know, well, you know, this is locker room talk, you know, um, blatant anti, you know, hatred for immigrants, well, you know, we gotta keep, you know, those violent criminals out of here, you know, want to ban Muslims, well, you know, for abominations to God anyway, you know, I mean, forci you know, I mean, why haven't we forcibly sterilized them anyway, you know? It's what we should do. It's a Christ-like thing, obviously. Um, you know, those queers, well, you know, for turning us into Sodom and Gomorrah. So, you know, it's, we're, we're kind of lucky we're not, you know, those qu damn queers are pretty damn lucky that we're not pushing them off rooftops, you know? Um, we're, we're tolerating them and allowing them to live, you know? I think they should just be lucky with that. You know, just saying. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm just getting into sarcasm mode. Uh, moving around right along. With the workers, the clergy behave quite otherwise. They think only of squeezing them pity. In harsh sermons, they condemn the covetous of the workers when, vo when these latter do no more than defend themselves against the wrongs of capitalism. Yes, if you want, you know, a living wage... If you want actual, you know, decent benefits, if you don't want to be treated like shit, if you don't want forced overtime, how dare you? How fucking dare you? You are coveting. Just, can't you just be, you know, you know, stop being so fucking greedy. And just, you know, accept the good things God has given you, which is exploitation. Unfortunately, that's not much of a uh, uh, hyperbole of what I just did there, unfortunately. Anywho, moving right along, my friends. Uh, the glaring contradiction between the actions of the clergy and teachings of Christianity must make everyone reflect. The workers wonder, about how, wonder how it comes about that the working class in a struggle for emancipation finds in the servants of the church enemies and not allies. How does it happen that the church plays the role of a defense of wealth and bloody oppression instead of being the refuge of the exploited? In order to understand this strange phenomenon, it is sufficient to glance over the history of the church and to examine the evolution through which it has passed in the course of the centuries. Anyway, that is, uh, every, that is the end of this part. Uh, next week we'll get into part two of this article, but I just want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. Um, hope you learned a lot, and yeah, I mean, that's everything we got for today's show, so thanks for all for listening. Have a wonderful day. Peace.